All right, my guest today is round two with Chaz Roberts from Inside the Kyle Unit. We didn't get everything we wanted to get done in, in the first episode. So this one, we talk about life lessons from the prison basketball court. And then we talk about uh, the inmates that are in his class. And we actually interview, do little short interviews with each one of them at the end. Don't miss it. Stay tuned. We're going to do a background check on Chaz Roberts and his class. Let's go! Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead, check my background. My name is J. Dan Gum, and this is is background check you already know let's go you can check my background i'm a forgiving felon so tell them that i won't back down now you can bet i won't live in regret it's time to earn some respect you are tuning in to background check hey everyone welcome to background check podcast i'm your host jaden gum where we believe your background shouldn't hold you back, but it should pay you back as always brought to you by forgiven felons helping people with the past realize their future if you want to know more about Forgiven Felons, check us out on the web at ForgivenFelons.org. And you can also write us at P.O. Box 4283, Cedar Hill, Texas, 75106. That's P.O. Box 4283, Cedar Hill, Texas, 75106. Cedar Hill is two words, C-E-D-A-R-H-I-L-L. -L. Uh, especially if you're listening to the show now, and you whether you just found it, and you've had tablets for a while, or your unit just got tablets and you found it. Um, listen, spread the word. Right now, we're trying to get recategorized. I know we're under employment right now, but we want to try to get under personal development. So when you're telling people to look for the show, just tell them to go for, to that search, that magnifying search bar, and type in background check, and, and it should come up no matter what category we're in. But thanks for listening, uh, especially you guys in prison, but also you people out here, man. Thank you. If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't have a show. Several thousand of you each month. So thank you. Keep spreading the word. I promise I promise everybody, I guarantee there's one or two episodes that will touch your life, no matter where you come from, no matter what your ethnicity, socioeconomic background, no matter what, one of these episodes will touch your life. Uh, the show is also brought to you by Clarity Roofing and Solar. If you need a roof inspected, if you've been hit by uh, one of the storms lately, which I guess it hadn't been lately, but I think you have like up to, I don't know, it's like six months or something uh, from the time of windstorm, hailstorm, anything that, you know, could have damaged your your uh, your shingles. You, you want to get it checked out. And listen, I'm only going to give you one number, all right? So it's Clarity Roofing and Solar. You can call it 972-922-6434 or visit them at, uh, on the web, clarityroofingandsolar.com. All right. Listen, we also are, have a new partner called Devoted. Devoted, and it's not spelled out D-E-V-O-T. It's D-V-T-D. Devoted, short, like, like all consonants. No vowels, and uh, it's a marketplace with a mission. All their brands have missions. And each month they have a featured cause. And this month we are the cause. So uh, go to dvtd.com and look 
you can learn all about them and then go click on the cause of the month, which is Forgiven Felons. And everything you buy, anything you buy, a membership, uh, uh, an item, everything, you they're going to give back to us. And they give off the top line, not the bottom line. That's incredible. So please just give uh, through shopping. I promise you, you're going to find something you like at DV, D as in David, V as in Victor, T as in Tom, D as in David, dot com. All right? And uh, shop. And as you shop, you're going to give money to us. So thank you. Uh, thank you to Devoted, Brett Duncan, and all you guys that are Devoted. Thank you so much. Hey, listen, if you haven't seen the uh, recap video of our North Texas Giving Day, we did uh, meet our goal. We were trying to match $30,000, and we, we raised $30,000. So we're going to get $30,000 on top of that. So we've uh, we've got more coming, more money coming in. If you still want to give, go to the website, ForgivenFellows.org, and give. Everything's going to the um, Resource Center. We're trying to get in that building, man. We have some new partners coming along, and uh, we believe we're going to get there pretty soon. All right, so let me let me get to some shout outs. Uh, Cipriano, Cipriano, where are you where are you from, Cipriano? The Carol Vance Unit, Prison Fellowship Academy. Um, man, I know you're not in Twan's class yet, but I'll tell uh, Twan to say what's up to you, man. And um, as far as the other stuff, I can't really help you out with that, bro. So uh, you got to do that on your own. That's not what we do. But um, thank you for asking. There's nothing, no wrong, no wrong in asking. But uh, thank you. I will also let Tyler know that uh, her, her episode impacted your life as well. But thank you for listening, bro. And uh, stay strong. Keep phasing up and, and stay in that program, all right? Um, let's see. Who else wrote us? We got, uh, who is this from the Jason Pollard? from the Hamilton unit, man. Thanks for writing in. Uh, yes, man. Call us when you get out. Okay. We will have some connections for you in Fort Worth. Just give us a call. Go to forgivenfellas.org. Go to the contact page and give us a call. Uh, I did let, uh, Nick Pomeroy from episode 61, let you let him know that, that you're, um, you were impacted by his episode. All right, man. Let me see. Let me get, I think I got one more faith, faith, uh, Gaber, Gaber, at the Lockhart unit. Woohoo, Lockhart! Uh, class of 2005 and six uh, is, is what I'm, that's when I was at the Lockhart unit. It was male and female back then. It's all female now. And I think it's actually called something different. I think she called it the Coleman unit or something. But uh, man, Faith, I enjoyed your letter. Thank you so much for letting me know about this program there. And yes, uh, shout out to you and all of your class and dorm. And uh, I am interested. I don't know if I can make it on the 8th and 9th. I'm already going to be at the Polunsky unit on the 7th. So I don't know if I'll be able to swing over um, to to your place on the 8th and 9th. I don't know. We'll see. We I might make it a trip, but we'll see if I'm through installing Christmas lights. So if I'm through, who knows? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So, um, all right. Thank you guys for listening. We're going to get right into the show. Listen, this is round two with Chaz Roberts from the Kyle unit. He is one of eight inmates across the Texas who is considered an inmate counselor. Uh, they're not they're not chaplains. They're, they're inmate counselors. They've been trained. They went to school. And then they were sent out. And they just come alongside the uh, the counselors on the unit and, uh, and help and assist them. And uh, he was sent to the Kyle unit. And he started this class called Pillars. 
you know, trying to get these men to be pillars in their community. And I've been to two graduating classes, and this interview was done right before the second graduating class that I went to. And, um, you know, the first time he, he, he talked about some life lessons from the basketball court, but we didn't get to them. So that's what we talked mainly about this time. He talks about his heroes. Um, he, he's just a really cool guy, man. Um, we talk about the Hughes unit basketball tournament that he had. And I've got some pictures of there. I've got the video that TDCJ made of that, um, that basketball tournament at the Hughes unit. It's on the show page. So, um, you guys in prison won't be able to see it, but, but it's on the show page. If you're out here, go watch it. Click on that link, uh, in the show notes as well. And, and you'll be able to see it. All right. Um, so let's get to it. This is Chaz Roberts from inside the Kyle unit. I do want to say a big thank you to, uh, warden Luna, Sarah Duncan, his assistant and, um, and all the staff there, the program staff, um, captain and, uh, everybody who, who just rolls out the red carpet for me when I come. So, uh, thank you guys. And I can't wait to see you again and, uh, keep spreading the word, keep spreading the word. And uh, here's the interview with Chaz and the rest of the inmates. Chaz. Yes, sir. Charles, Robert, the second. Yes. Are you a two? I'm a junior. Junior. Right. All right. Welcome to round two. Glad to be back. The background brother. check podcast. You failed the first background check, so we're going to have to do All a right, second right one. Right on. Bring it on, man. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh no, you passed it with flying colors, but man, awesome. you know, there was some, um, there was some things that, that I know about your story mm-hmm. and that, you know, about your story that we didn't have time to talk about that right. first time. Right. And, uh, so, so I knew we were coming back, um, for another class well, we're here yeah. at, at, a, at another class. And, um, uh, I don't know when this episode will air, but, um, you want me to recap? Uh, but this uh, this class is um, graduating. What, what? Tonight. Uh, What's tonight? Second class. Uh, What's this tonight? Is August fourth. August fourth. Yep. So August fourth is when I'm down. here, here at the Kyle Unit with my buddy Chaz Roberts. I've gotten to know him. I've known him since. Uh, I don't know when. When was that tournament at the Hughes Unit? It was some 2018, years, some years 16, ago. 17, yeah. You showed up, man, on the yard. Yeah. On the yard with us. Yeah, we're right up. in the middle of the tournament, man, yeah. and. Uh, so anyway, through just a series of crazy events, meeting mm-hmm. your dad, yes, uh, advocating at a at a uh, at a hope conference with Carl Sherman that he invited me to that, Incredible. and then just you know, uh, and then doing Sherman came on the podcast. Yeah, I love him. And then his assistant was like, "Do you know Chaz Roberts?" I'm like, "Yeah, from the Hughes unit." Yeah. Well, he's not at the Hughes unit anymore. He's at the he's at the Cobb yeah. unit. He needs speakers. I'm like. You know, God just God just brings it all yeah, back together, sure you does, know. Brother. And uh, and so, if I'd have never met you, uh, if Mike Barber would have been on another weekend, mm-hmm. we'd have never met. Never met. So I'm glad it happened. Um, so tell everybody a little bit about what you do here. You okay. are one of eight inmates in the state of Texas, right? Who operates um, as a as a as an inmate counselor, if you will. But you do a lot more than just counsel here. Right. So tell everybody here again what you do here at the Cal um, Unit. Well, uh, deal with crisis interventions. A lot of guys, as you know, mental illness is a big deal uh, right now in Texas, America, for that matter. But a lot of guys have suffered from traumatic incidences, whether it's drug addiction, crime. They come here and, you know, there's 
you just, there's a lot of obstacles in just dealing with yourself. And sometimes I need someone to talk to, uh, someone to identify a few things. Um, so I deal with that. Um, work a lot with reentry, kind of getting guys on the right track. Uh, personally, what we've, what I've created through the, uh, through the umbrella of what I'm doing here is a class called Pillars. And it's basically um, pillars of the community is what, what it is. It's just molding men through servant leadership um, in a reentry aspect. Now, I did this on a maximum security unit. And I got to tell you, Jay, um, it's a way different. Uh, these guys, a lot of them aren't going home for a long period of time. And to commit to a change like that when there's so many opportunity or so many reasons not to, um, you have to have a take a bold step. You gotta have some courage. And in a maximum security unit, there's a lot of men uh, who I'd, I'd like to honor and just represent in this podcast that decided to do something greater than themselves, uh, drop their drop their flag. You know that during that first basketball tournament, um, for about 20 months, there was 100% gang denunciations, 100% rise in gang denunciations. Um, 100% program participation, um, uh, incidents, uh, crisis incidents dropped 100%. I mean, every Sunday the the church house was so full it was it was packed full. Is um, that an air conditioner? Yeah, I believe so. We're in prison. We're in prison. So, so first of all, so the acoustics still in prison. The acoustics suck because <laughs> we're we got nothing but hard surfaces in this room, which is why it sounds so echoey. So anyway, one of the one of the vending machines was the culprit, and we forgot all about that. So Chaz oh, just it. went and unplugged it, and so we're good, man. So we're good. Where were we? Um, now we got to make sure we have room to get get to it. the new stuff. Got man. you. Got you. So so enough so recapping. Listen over here to listen, okay. Wait a minute. If you want to hear Chaz's full story. Okay, uh, full testimony. How, where he grew up, where is he from? Uh, you know how his family life was and all that, and how what ended him up in prison. Go listen to episode ninety-eight. Um, that's that's what episode. But now we're just going to talk about some some things he he learned while he was in prison that we didn't get talked to about basketball and life and different things. And so and so let's let's let's. So let's here we going, are. Man. Here we are at a Kyle unit now, and. Everybody here is transitioning society. Um, these guys have made it. Uh, when I greet them when they come to the door um, from prison, it's, hey man, you made it. And it, man, it's a great feeling because a lot of these guys- Because when they get here, they got a what? What answer do they have, an FI5? FI5. Okay, um, and, that, and they'll- They made parole. That's two or three months in here, right? That's, and then That's five months in here, about roughly six okay, months. Okay, because some here. FI5s, They'll do, short. they'll do part in prison and, and part, part on the home. outside. Right. But all, but here it's all five in here. Here it's all okay. five in here. Gotcha. And so um, we just, if, if you got to hear the last one, it was basically about turning a mess into a message. And we talk a lot about just life skills, leadership. I heard Tawan uh, Nguyen talk a lot about um, uh, John Maxwell. And, man, I, God bless me with a book in my lap, man, uh, Good Maxwell. And he's been, it's just so glad to know that I'm not, you know, out of day. I'm still relevant, man. He's, I've been digging. Uh, me and Maxwell have been real tight. He just doesn't know it yet. I've been reading a lot of Maxwell. And uh, so I take a lot of nuggets from there, apply them to my own experiences and stories. And it's, it's like a, a tool shed, man. We're just passing tools out and sharpening them. And these guys are leaving here 
with uh, an agenda to add to the community, to be pillars of the community, um, to their to their home, um, to themselves. Um, we talk well, a lot about what's the mindset of the guys when they get here. Um, man, I made it. I'm going home. Uh, the mindset is, you know, I can't believe I made it. Do they act a little better when they get here? Do they act a little uh, comfortable? Do they get comfortable because they know they've made parole, so Man. they don't have to act good anymore because they've already got their answer? Well, to be honest. Um, I mean, so, you don't really know how they acted before they got here, so right. you don't have anything to compare right, to. Right, but, you know, for them, gratitude, man, is everything. Um, and when you start getting a little anxious and have a little bit of anxiety, there's a old quote that says, gratitude is the altitude of your attitude. And uh, as long as you're grateful, man, you're going to be in a good mood. And that's one thing we push. Because it's real easy to be like, oh, my gosh, man, this is going wrong. This is going wrong. I'm about to get out. What am I going to do? Well, you got to go back to the fact that you're about to get out. You spend an extensive amount of time in prison. You're going home. You know, stay focused. Well, um, now, you've only been here since what? Uh, I've been February? here since January. January, February. February? Mm-hmm. What have you noticed as far as the guy's length of time that they've done before they hit this unit? I mean, are they short timers? Are they five years, 10 years, 20 years? They, they vary. Um, you know, it, it's really uh, the guys in my class. You know, you offer a handout and somebody grabs it, you, you know, you pull them in. But not everybody who's done time is, is ready to change. Not everybody yeah. wants. Can you tell? Man, <laughs> oh man, it's like yeah. I, I got a, I got a, a I, sense. I went into, sense, I went into a unit uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, Bridges to Life. Don't know if you've heard of them. Absolutely, and, love them. Uh, I went into one of their graduations at, at the Dallas Unit Hutchinson. Right. And uh, you know they they encourage people to speak. You're not required to, but they encourage people. And, and right, right. a couple of the guys got up there at the end and spoke. And, th- and this was their second time taking this class, meaning they oh, wow. meaning they. They took it last time they got out and they're back in prison and Come they on. took it again. And they both said the same thing. They said, this is the last time I'm going to be taking this class. I'm not coming back. Mm. But their attitude and their behavior during that whole graduation didn't, told me they're coming back again. Didn't match. Absolutely. Right. So I can, I get that. Uh, and it's, and it's a little disheartening because I've spent so much time and I, man, I cannot wait to just hug my children. Yeah. I can't wait to, you know, see some grass and do these little things. And I see some guys who really just take um, things for granted. Yep. And it and it hurts sometimes, but you just have to remember, you know. Uh, you're just the sower. Right. You're just the sower. You keep sowing those seeds and exactly. you're not responsible for the increase. You're not responsible for their behavior. You're just the, the seed sower because right. some of them, somewhere down the road, I think I, I may have told you, but somewhere down the road, um, the guys that come out to our transitional house, mm-hmm. same thing. You know, oh, I, I can tell within the first day or two right. who's serious and who's not. I remember seeing an episode where you had to, had that experience. You picked and, up a guy and he and, burned and, off. And, and, and a young kid, we kept button heads. Mm-hmm. He wanted to, he wanted to do valet parking, and that's pretty much all at night. You know, like oh, yeah, late yeah, nights, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't allow it. And we kept button heads, and he, he, he just left the house. Because, you know, I mean, it was good because I was going to kick him out anyway. Right. Well, he ended up back in prison for a DWI. Yeah, you can. Did four years. Well, he wrote me a letter while he was in prison. Wow. Sent it to his dad and asked him to send it, his dad to send it to me. Mm-hmm. Well, he never did. And so his dad never, and his dad never sent it to me. I don't know why. Hmm. So when he got out, I saw him on Facebook. I'm like, hey, man, are you, are you doing good now? It right, sounds right, right, like right. 
He goes, yeah. He goes, did you not get my letter? I'm like, what letter? He goes, let me check. He's like, oh, yeah, my dad didn't send it. Uh So he said, when I get back home, I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. He took a picture of it, and he was saying, man, I just want to, first of all, thank you for what you do there. He Mm. said, no, it sounds weird because I I wasn't thankful when I was living there. Yeah, I feel that. He said, but I have... I have learned that your heart was, was good towards me. Mm. And I learned that you were doing everything you could to help me succeed. And I was doing everything I could to go against you. I got to tell you, man. So there's a, there was a guy that, uh, who was like a brother to me and I was pouring into him and I was pouring into him and I, I pulled him out of G five, which is in in prison. It's that's the worst, worst you can go. I pulled him out. I started giving him every opportunity turned around he got caught up in a bunch of just bad stuff and went back to G5. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard from him just the other day and he graduated the life coach. Um, he's graduated the life coach nice. and they, he was one out of all the people that had a, had a bad background. They were like, we're going to take a chance on you, man. And it just really, what we do, you know, it, it's it, good. We may not always see the fruit. Exactly. Man. exactly when we want to see it <laughs> That's right. but uh you know man sometimes it's just it, it's inevitable it's gonna you know i get a text from somebody Keep every pushing. once in a while yeah and um but okay man okay uh, so, so the first time we talked mm-hmm. you mentioned some some life lessons uh i got them so that you learned through mm-hmm. basketball right and we never got around to them right so i want to talk about those this time let's okay. let's talk about them let's go through well, them um go for it well um Man, so one of the first first ones was a team, having a solid team. You know, you try to play one on one ball. I mean, one on one with a five against a five man team, you're gonna lose. Uh, so you gotta have a net. You gotta have a squad. You gotta have a squad with you, and your squad's not always gonna look like you. Um, you're gonna need a need a taller dude. You're you're gonna need somebody to get your rebound, and you're gonna have to get somebody's rebound. You know, the same thing applies in life, man. You cannot do this on your own. This life is not on your own. You gotta have a squad with you, man. And uh, you gotta have a, you gotta trust in your squad. Um, Big ups to Bill Winlet. Uh, He came to that first tournament, took a, he's like a sponsor to me. He's a a good brother. He played in the NBA. And uh, he's been doing uh, similar things in the world. And he took a chance coming to prison on that rec yard. And uh, I talked about these things, the teamwork. Um, another, big, another big thing we talked about was uh, self-talk. You know, when you're playing ball and uh, your team, one of your teammates start tripping. We talked about this on the last one. And he's like, man, you didn't pass me the ball on the last shot, man. Or you just missed that shot. What are you doing? Man, it's over. They, man, da, da, da. And you know, you're halfway in the game. Right, and dude's breaking, tripping, you know, then start arguing, the other team start arguing. And what did we say during the last podcast with the, with the opposing team says? Got him. Got him. <laughs> That's what they say. The opposing team, they, they got you. And it's real easy when problems, when you miss a shot, when you miss a pass, it's real easy for your problems to talk to you in life. Yeah. Well, you're in prison. Um, well, you made a mistake. Um, you're on parole. You, I don't think you can do this. But I'm here to tell you, you can talk back to your problems. You can talk back. Man, I, yeah, I may have failed, but I'm back up now. Well, I'm, well, I'm going to win. 
I'm going to give it all I got. It don't matter because I'm going to play hard. Let's, let's go get it. We got this. Speaking life is not a, it's not a joke. Speaking yeah. life is a real thing. It's, and just because some of those things are true mm-hmm. doesn't mean they have to be the final say. Absolutely. You know, and so that's why it's more important to talk back to them. That's right. You know, because, uh, and that's the devil. The devil is so good at, at telling, telling us the truth mm-hmm. of our past. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. know, he's not wrong. It's funny because. I was a jerk. Right. I was an idiot. I yeah. was a drunk. I did do that. Nothing, nothing is not true. Absolutely, but man. The, the, where he misses the boat is we don't have to stay there. His, his, his goal is to get us to stay in the past. It's funny because during our first podcast, um, when, we, when you first got here, I started feeling some anxiety. Anybody listening uh, to this who's ever felt anxiety, me and Brother Jay's, once you know you're not alone. So uh, don't, feel, don't feel embarrassed if you ever get it or, you know, keep on pushing through. You know, anxiety is an emotion. God created our emotions. That's right. And we know that because there's a, a place in the back of our brain called the limbic system. Right. Okay, and this is all uh, stuff I learned in a book called Emotional Intelligence, Intelligence. 2.0. I love this. And, you know, God created our emotions. Mm-hmm. He didn't want us to live in those emotions and make decisions by those emotions, which is how a lot of us end up in prison. Hello. <laughs> but, you know, but, but those emotional occurrences are God-given. Right. They're God-given. Yes. And so we have to learn how to manage. Or embrace. Um, we have to learn how to manage that that lustful mm-hmm. emotion and and wait for our marriage mm. and a properly apply that emotion to a god-given experience okay does that make sense That's a f- so so if we use it the wrong way it's lust if we use it the right way it's it's in marriage and and that's the way god intended it so what you're saying so that all the emotions that we feel even anger mm-hmm. god-given mm-hmm. as in emotion but he says be angry it's okay to be angry mm-hmm. and sin not. Mm. So God gives us these emotions. That's good. But we're not supposed to, we're supposed to let those electrical currents right. pass through our limbic system. So in other words, have the emotion, mm-hmm. but manage them and then let the electrical currents come up to the front of our brain, mm. which is the frontal lobe, which is where our rationale is. That's awesome. And so a lot of us make decisions based on those emotions. So we never get... We never let those electrical currents go pass through the system they're supposed to just pass through mm-hmm. to get where they're going to make the right decision. So that was an awesome um, way of putting it. You know, mindfulness. If you can actually listen to what he just said and be mindful of that and really see these. And that things book teaches happen. you how to do that. That book teaches you it how to a, manage your emotions. I've, I've read that's a good book. Um, the first one and the two point Yeah. Um. So yeah, the self talk and uh, being able to speak life. You know, there's a lot of people that I've heard is. Oh, positive ass dude, or uh, uh, we think you are, you know, want to be positive all of a sudden or whatever. Well, these things have benefits. Um, they're real, and it is what it is. Uh, anybody who tells you otherwise might want to, you know, check them out, check their yeah. background. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one was the referee. Um, Don't get me started. Man, let me tell you. And and these... My dad used to yell at the referees. Man, listen, any hooper, anybody listening who loves the game or you know somebody who loves the game, we encourage you to uh, tell them to listen to this because these are some... uh, When the referee blows the whistle... um, Man, it's it's a difficult thing, Um, especially if you feel like you didn't travel or, uh, or you didn't foul that guy. 
But the fact of the matter is, when that ref blows the whistle, you got to respect the call. Otherwise, you're going to get hung up on the call, and it's going to throw your game off. So you got to respect the referee. And the way I look at the referee is, is the big man. When, when God blows the whistle in our life, and he makes a call, and you sit there and you argue, and, you go, and you're just going back and forth, and you're arguing with the ref. Big man, I know you just made the call, but God, man, you didn't see me do this, man. You're taken away from you getting back in the game and moving forward. So when the ref blows the call, it's best to respect the call. You know, and there's a, I believe there's a, a lesson and a blessing in every call. You just got to kind of figure out where, where you went wrong or, res- or respect it, you know. And the ref's there to make you better, right? Um, the, the next one was um, the love of the game. Can I, can I, let's go back to that uh, referee. Bring it on. I heard an example, an illustration one time. Um, the pastor said, who, who do you think on a football field, mm-hmm. you have all these big old guys, mm-hmm. who do you think is the most powerful person ah, on the football field? That's great. And then, and then he, did, he, he gave the illustration like he was talking to his son or whatever, and the mm-hmm. son was saying, uh, the son was saying, oh, it's got to be the offensive linemen because they're huge and they're big and mm-hmm. they block and they, mm-hmm. they make a way for the, for the running back. And sure. he's like, no, no, he's not the most powerful man. Oh, well, then it's got to be the linebackers because they're the meanest and they're the, they're the grittiest and they're the – no, no, <laughs> it's not. Well, then it's got to be the quarterback because he's, he controls the ball. He has the ball in his hands. He's like, he's like no, it's not the man. It's not the, <laughs> not the quarterback. It's like, well, who's the most powerful man on the field? He said, it's that man in the stripes. In the stripes, yeah. The man that wears the stripes. <laughs> That's and, great. of course, he, he, he said he has the authority. Mm. And it's more authority than power. Okay. You know, so the linemen may have power, physical power, but they don't have the authority, authority. on the field. Man, that br- bring, you know it, what I bring mean? it in, man. And bring then, it right in. And then, and That's then, good. And then that whole sermon tied that all, all the way around to the one who has the stripes on yeah. his back. That's awesome. Jesus. The stripes oh, on his back man, that's good. has all authority. Hey, you know there's so. five players on every team. J-E-S-U-S. I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> basketball's a guy-giving game. Nice. All right, so the next one you said the um, love of the game. The love of the game. Okay, wait a minute, dude. I know I keep interrupting you, but yeah. do you know that there's a Christian rock group named Pillar? Did not know that. Guess what one of their best songs of all time is? Okay, bring it, bring it on. It's the up. love of the game. Man, stop it. Yeah, I'm going to have to send it to you, bro. Bring the it. fact that you're teaching a class called Pillars, and you just said one of your points is for the love of the game. I mean, and it's a jam, dude. Oh, it is man. a jam. Put, it's not hip-hop. On. It's more rock, but it's, yeah. it's like one of those that gets you just get pumping, you going, man. Yeah. Oh, it's good. I'll have, to get, I'll have to get it to you. All right, go ahead. All right. Love of the game. Um, by the way, when it comes to music, I think if, they're not, if you're not saying anything, you know, I don't want to hear it. I mean, it was a, a while back, you know, when you would listen to certain things. And you gotta kind of be mindful of what you listen to. Am I right? Big not dog? kinda. You I'm, gotta. You okay. Gotta, all right. Not kinda. <laughs> You're right, man. Mess around, write the wrong letter, listening to some. You, you know, know I, I used trash. to love. I used to love uh, a kid rock, mm-hmm. and it was because mainly because he played every instrument. He didn't sing that well back when right. I listened to him, but he took some voice lessons, became better. But he played every. I just thought he was talented. I loved. Right, it. Right, he, right, he had right. different styles. I loved it. So when I get to, I get to prison, and uh, I, I I have that encounter in ad seg mm-hmm. and i'm i'm living right i'm doing right um but i'm still listening you know i'm at a, a trustee camp with the radio and i'm listening to you know secular music mm-hmm. you know and 
the one thing that the Lord always wanted me to do in prison was to always be ready to go to the next level. And one time he said, are you ready to go to the next level? I said, yes. He goes, then you got to change your music. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not really letting it affect me. And he goes, he goes, and then he, the Holy Spirit started naming songs to me. I know. Secular songs Been there. from my past that invoked an emotion or a memory. Yeah. And he said, all of these songs you, that you listen to will bring back a, 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 a one night affair, a, a yeah. something in your life that is not giving glory to me. Right. I understand. And he said, music impacts you on a spiritual level more mm-hmm. than you know. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. So he, he asked me, he challenged me. Mm-hmm. He said, if you want to go to the next level, the next level, you can't take this music with you. That's right. You can, you, you know, and so I'm like, all right. And, um, you know, and I mean, I, there's nothing wrong. What, what the difference between when I listen to a secular song now, and then when I listen to it back mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. I let it impact me then. Right. Now, not, not now I can just, music. now I can just listen right, right, because right. it's music and I can acknowledge that it's music. Right. It doesn't impact me at a spiritual level like it used to. Right. Does that make sense? So, so you're right, man. It, it, not kinda. You gotta, you gotta be careful. When I was in prison, I read in a magazine they were interviewing. Um, at that time, this was 17, 18 years ago, mm-hmm. and she was a, thir- a 16 year old singer. I can't remember her name. She's old now because uh, she's in her 30s now. But she was 16. She was a phenom in the Christian music world. Mm-hmm. And they interviewed her, and in a and another teenager asked her, um, "Do you listen to?" secular music right and and if you don't or if you don't why not if you do how do you you know and uh she said you know she said the way i view secular music is like eating bad food if i eat ice cream once a week once a month it's not gonna make me fat right but if i eat ice cream every day three days a t- oh, three three meals a day right, that's good. every day she said, so if I happen to listen to a secular song every once in a while, I don't think it's going, it's not going to affect me because I know where I am spiritually. But she said, if I get a steady diet of secular music, mm-hmm. it's going to make me spiritually fat and it's not going to be good for me. Right. So that's, that's what I tell no, people. Small things have big impacts and that's good. Uh, you know, even John Maxwell said it right on point. Um, leadership is influence and we are constantly being influenced at all times, whether you like it or not, you're being influenced or influencing something. Whatever you're watching, whatever you're listening to, uh, or so influence is, it is what it is. I mean, And if you stay in control of what you let influence you. Exactly. Like if I pick the songs that I want to impact me and they're, they're wholesome, they're, they're uplifting, they're giving glory to God. If I'm reading something, Mm. watching a movie right even watching america's got talent with my nine nine and eight year old man girls. i can't wait to do something like that with my baby girl there's there's uh when we first started watching it together two mm-hmm. three years ago when they were even younger right uh somebody would walk out on the stage and i would immediately know that it, it was an act i didn't want my four and five year old daughters to see oh i see but they would ask about it they're okay. like hey, dad what what kind of act is like well they're they're doing bad magic which is just hand magic is different than the mentalist magic. The That's mentalist magic is, Some is dark different. Stuff. Right. If somebody comes out and they're putting swords down their throat and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, doing stuff with their eyelids, I don't let them watch it. But now, I'll probably let them watch it, but they don't want to watch it. 
They're not feeling it. So they're like, Dad, I don't want to watch this. I'm well, like, okay, cool. <laughs> well, let me tie this love into the game into exactly what you're talking about. So having an opportunity of doing over a decade in, in uh, prison, you see some people at some points of time that look like they're on top of the world. Um, man, they're, they're getting the workout in. They're the big dog on campus, but they're so full of hate. You know, they're jamming this stuff. They're doing this. They're doing that. And they're, they're doing the most. And if you, you know, you sit back here and confine with a, a large group of people, you, you get to see some things. Well, maybe a year or two, you know, you're doing, the, you're doing your best uh, from what it looks like. After five, six, maybe seven years later, see their eyes sunk in, have a hard time walking. They're hunched over, uh, just full of just uh, bitter, can't communicate, just look, look out of there. And that was a beautiful lesson for me when I saw that um, receiving love or, or not shutting that down, still uh, growing in love or, or humility, um, what you're being influenced by and filling your body up with goodness in your mind and your eyes and ears up with goodness as opposed to the latter, um, you know, it, it'll, it'll affect your life. Was, somebody told me life's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And that, that couldn't be more true, um, especially for anybody who's doing a long period of time. Um, even if you're not, even if you're, you know, free, you know, it's the same thing applies, you know. You don't have to, you can still be free and be locked up, you know what I mean? So the love of the game, um, you know, and prison basketball, <laughs> you, you get some uh, heated, you can get into some heated moments. Oh, yeah. And it can take you out of the game. But if you love the game enough, then you won't bite on every everything. You'll be able to, you'll be able to play through it. Uh, you'll be able to take someone else's hatred, not let it take you off your game. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's about managing that emotion. Absolutely. The emotion arises, nothing wrong with that emotion. But then what you do with that emotion, mm -hmm. how you, how you, whether you react to it or respond to it. How are you going to live? The devil wants your Hell reaction. Yeah. God right. wants your response. Good word. And so when you respond, mm -hmm. you're responding from your frontal cortex. Mm. When you react, you're reacting from that limbic system right. and the anger. And so God wants your, God wants your response the devil wants your that's reaction. That's so good. So, that's really good. That's good, man. Um, the next one is the free throw. Man, this is my favorite one. Uh, and I'm, anybody can relate to this. You don't even have to be a hooper, but I believe um, all these are great. But this, when you're, when you're on the line and the game is close, uh, you say you're down by one point, you got two shots. Or, or what if the game's real close and you need you need these next few buckets? Well, you're on the line and you got somebody next to you, um, you know the guys, the other your your opponent. You're gonna miss it, brick, brick. Don't mess up, don't mess up. Or you got people in the stands. You suck, you know. You got everybody. All these distractions, just yelling, just you know, at you. And then, of course, you got the plexiglass backboard and you got those little bitty uh, waving things, you know, going back and forth. And it is so easy to get distracted. It's really easy to get distracted when you're on the line like that. And the game's on the line. And so what do you do? And I, I ask my guys, I use this all the time, what do you do? Um, 
in a, in a moment like that? And the answer is you have to stay focused. You got to stay focused on that goal, whatever your goal is. I'm not talking about just the rim, but you got to stay focused on that goal, whether it's getting home to your family, whether it's um, finishing college, whether it's just paying this and make sure you get this or whatever, you got to stay focused on that goal and you'll just drop them one shot at a time. Fap, fap. But one of the ways um, that we use, that, that I've used and has blessed me, you know, when you're on three row in the middle of the summer in a maximum security unit and it's really hot, you hear everybody yelling, you're going through all kinds of stuff, is meditation. Um, especially when you're, you know, when in, in circumstances like that, take a few deep breaths, meditate, um, and just kind of, you know, self-evaluate. And I've done I've done that through prayer. As you know, you know, um, I think there's a response uh, there's a response system in our mind that when you pray for something or someone, when you pray, kind of goes boils down to what you're talking about. But when you pray you subconsciously will be um, aware of what you prayed about and what you prayed for. So something might pop up during your day or during that time. Be- because you pray, you'll be looking for it. Does that make sense? Yep. It's a, it's a meditation. Yep. I call it prayer, you know. Yeah, when you, when you pray for something, what I tell my family mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the guys coming out, there needs to be, after that, there needs to be a, a kind of a, spirit of expectancy hello you know what i mean right and uh being aware that of 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 whether god sometimes we can pray and then we can go through our day and not even realize god answered our prayer yeah you know what i mean yeah because we we whether we forgot we prayed it right and if we forgot we prayed about it and that 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 it's an answer to our prayer it takes some practice right then we're going to forget to give god the glory for it amen (laughs) you know and um so yeah, it, that's that's one thing that that uh, we do with our family, our girls at night before we go to bed. Good. We do prayer and thankfulness, and and we make them, we we challenge them and encourage them to find something during that day, mm-hmm. not yesterday, not tomorrow, but during that day, to be thankful for. Because mm. then, if it's something that we prayed about the day before, then we say, hey, you remember we prayed for that, mm-hmm. and it happened. That's a strange. And then now at eight and nine year old, you know, they're, they're starting to, they're starting to realize that God, I can pray and God will answer my prayer. I, I admire you for that, man. That's, that's awesome. Well, we've only been doing it for the last few years. So we were crappy parents before that. Nah, I mean, I, I do. I admire that, man. I love that. I love my kids. We grow. Always, we we just got to keep growing, man. You got to keep stop. growing and find ways to, right. when you get to that plateau, Figure out a figure out another way to grow when you when you when things get comfortable, try to find a way to shake them up and, and yeah. you know get out of that comfort zone and till the soil. Yep. You know. Um, what else? So, what else well, you got? Okay, so uh, the ones up. Let me tell you about the ones up real quick. Um, there's a thing we call called saying put your ones up. You know, you see a lot of boxers or you see whoever, and they always like, hey, we're number one. Well. Uh, what God gave me was that while all of us, everybody, community, society, in our world, here in Texas, wherever you want, however you want to look at it, uh, especially you, know, you break this down in prison, um, it's, a, it's a world inside of a world, nonetheless a world the same, 
everybody's different. Everybody's a different age. Everybody got a different backstory. Everybody looks different. But we all got some things in common. Um, we all have differences. So that, that is a commonality that we're all different. Um, we all have been through struggle. We all have been through pain. I mean, you can deny it however you want to, but everybody's been through something if you're a living, breathing human being. But when I say put your ones up, I say we've all been through something, but who here wants to be better? Who here is, who here is tired of, of uh, just going through it and wants to grow through it? Who wants to be better? Who wants more and wants to be better? I'm going to ask you to put your ones up. And I saw, I've seen, I'm a miracle. I'm moving all the way to the Texas Capitol, where, where, and the most, one of the most hateful places in Texas, uh, the, one of the most racially segregated places, a maximum security prison, men putting their ones up and saying, man, I want to be better. All the way here to Kyle Unit, to all the way to my family, to, I mean, and we can do it right now. I mean, if that's you and you're tired, and you've gone through something, but you want to be better, I ask you to put your ones up. Yeah. And I got my ones up with you, and just know that you're not alone. And it's a good feeling to know that you're not alone. I think uh, uh, Representative Carl Sherman, he, that, that really uh, inspired him. He told me uh, one day I got called up. I, I was fortunate to have a Zoom call with him one day during the pandemic. And uh, that's something we need. We have the biggest uh, criminal justice prison system in the nation here in Texas. Pretty much everybody's been affected by it. Well, if you don't know anybody, you're still affected by it. And if we can all look at the fact that, uh, hey, we've all been through something, how about now during the pandemic, but we all want better, then that's one thing I love about Sherman. You know, I, I, I told him, I said, I, don't, I dislike politics. I hate it when uh, people refer to politics but I love leadership. And you, you know, like I do, uh, Jay, that everything rises and falls with leadership. And uh, if we can put our ones up together on certain things that matter, because our differences are, are one thing, but we have in common is so much greater, brother. And that, I mean, that, if that, I'm ready to charge hell with a water pistol when I, when I start talking about this, it wires me up, you know, because it's so true. And I look at my children, I look at my family, I look at you, look at other people. Um, and it's when you say, hey, man, put your ones up, it's like an action move. You have to put your hand up in the air, and inevitably you're pointing up to the sky, right? But you're also saying, hey, man, we're all one. We might have different skin color, we might be all different, but we're all one in this common thing of wanting to be a better people. And I'm taking that with me, and and. I can imagine everybody you've interviewed. I can only imagine everybody that you've interviewed, Jay Dan, the people that I'm, I'm so honored just to share your platform, including yourself, us all putting our ones up. And saying, man, that is power. There's power in, in, in that. And I look forward to, I've been, you know, I still sleep on a metal bed. I'm still in prison, you know. <laughs> but I got to tell you. I remember those days. I got to tell you. Um, there's some things that are irrefutable. I don't care what your location is, and that's how I feel right now. I stand on that real strongly. Um, Carl Sherman, there's a warden. He uh, he was back in the whole tournament. He he was right there uh, when we played against these pro amateur people, and we hit the shot and we did all that. 
and he received a lot of hate from a lot of people. His name is Warden Powell, and he would put his one up with us. Um, I'm hoping you'll be able to post some of the pictures I gave you, maybe scan them and, and, and show them. But um, this man would get in the huddle with us. He'd put his hand on your back and your shoulder, and he'd pray over us. Uh, he used his, his authority uh, in order to pour in, pour in a man. And um, he received a lot of that, but he, he kept his one up. He pushed through it with us, and he was a big inspiration. But uh, what I was getting at was um, some of the people that weren't in prison. Uh, Joe Clark, vice president within the Spurs organization. This man was sitting right there with everybody in the middle of two big gangsters, <laughs> man. He's got his one up, right? Um, Mr. Sherman, uh, these guys, are, it, they've took it with them out there to the world. And it's not mine, brother. My story, just like you, I believe is uh, your story, and your story is mine. Hey, we've been through something. Yeah. But guess what? We overcame that. Yep. So my story is everybody's. So can I ask you a question? Sure. What what gave you the, um, if it doesn't, uh, if your background. Your background shouldn't hold you back. It should pay you back. What gave, when did you have an epiphany? When did that come to you like that? When I was trying to come up with, uh, I think God gave me the, uh, the, the phrase background and background checks have been in my life for a long time. That's some heat. Um, even, even back a long time ago, I was thinking, okay, God wants me to plant a church, call it background church, have background Bible studies, have background. I used to, I used, I used to get, I, I bought the domain backgroundchurch.org. Uh, and uh, just in case, you know, I mean, you just buy the, the domain when it's in the idea phase. Um, but you know, one of the verses in the Bible, uh, that talks about a thief, mm -hmm. you know, let him steal him who steals still no more. But it also talks about the thief needs to pay back mm -hmm. seven, eight times what he stole. And so I was thinking about how just the heaviness mm -hmm. of the background check and how it's only used to bring out the negative in our back, in our past and how it steals jobs from us. It steals, um, it steals uh, places to go to church. It steals our joy. It steals everything. It's some people, they even do a background check when you're trying to get a loan on a house, mm. you know, a criminal background check. And I'm like, why, you know, um, they, they, they do, it steals, it stole the fact that I can't execute my mom's will because mm. felons can't be ex executors of will. Of wills and so I thought you know what our background steals a lot from us mm -hmm. has stolen a lot from us um, but we don't have to accept that we, and so instead of instead of it holding us back and stealing more mm -hmm. I'm gonna make it pay me back and so whenever I share my story with anybody whether it's one person in, in, the, in the streets or or thousands of people in prison or whatever my background Hello. is paying me back when somebody turns their life over to Christ, That's when right. somebody gets encouraged by, That's right. by my past, by my story, whatever. Uh, when somebody pays me to come speak, mm. my background is literally paying me back. Mm -hmm. When I get my book finished, um, people are going to buy the book. My background is paying me back. Awesome. So, um, you know, I'm not going to settle until that thing's paid me back seven or eight times, you know, like the Word of God says. I love that. So, well, uh, let's, let's end by talking about heroes. Who are some of uh, your heroes? Well, 
Um, everybody on your podcast, man. Uh, <laughs> they're pretty. They're pretty special man, people. Incredible. Uh, but I named. I named a few. Um, my aunt Barbara. My mom was actually one of my biggest heroes. Her and my dad. Um, you know, through my experience, um, allowing what's happened to me pay me back um, for the greater good. Um, my children, definitely my son and my daughter. Those are my heroes too. Yeah. But uh, Bill Winlet, this guy, he uh, he did a lot of uh, things out there uh, in, in the basketball community as far as everything I said, these lessons, I imagine he, he used them in a more um, academic way, you know, and and when we invited him into the unit to be a part of that, it just lit, lit some fire into him. And people of influence, to see them uh, just use it. I mean, how many people got influence and don't even use it right. for the wrong thing? I said, you know, you, see, you know, college athletes, they got amazing influence, and they, and they talk about, you know, a partying or whatever. I want to see somebody put on their Nikes courage or humility or you know, something like let's make let's make a fruits of the spirit, you know, yeah. the cool thing to do again, right? But um, my aunt Barbara, I, I called her through my incarceration as my mom was passing, when God was really just birthing some amazing things in my life, and I called her every day. Um, I would call and tell her this is what I'm going through, so I experience, what I experience, and she ended up writing a screenplay. Um, she worked with. Um, uh, an award-winning screenwriter that works with that worked with Steven Spielberg, and she comes with this screenplay, and it's it's incredible, it's a uh, it's amazing, and um, I'm gonna go ahead and put Matthew McConaughey on blast, man. <laughs> uh, we've already all know, right, all right, all right, all right, man. We've already uh, reached out, and uh, I have some some people working on that right now. And you know, I think what's it going to be called? Really, haven't haven't came the name of it yet. Um, but I will say this: that it's an underdog story. It's a it's, and I think that's what we all are. What we're from pandemic to you, right now in twenty twenty two, we're we're underdogs. And if you know you're an underdog, I got to tell you, the spirit of the underdog has got something more to fight for. He get popped in the face, and he's going to dig his feet down in a little deeper. He's going to take more and he's going to push more because he's got more to fight for. You know, he's got, got more to, to dig in. The spirit of the underdog gives you some perseverance, help you push through, you know. So, my, like I said, you know, my story is anybody's story. Um, I imagine you feel the same. Anybody who's ever struggled, anybody's ever felt lost, anybody's been through something that wants more and wants to be better. Uh, the overcomers, man. And, uh, uh, I would just uh, Mr. Sherman. Oh man, is a bipartisan man. This dude, I love Sherman. Um, I look forward to giving him and his staff a big hug one day. Um, He's working really hard right now on the air conditioning front. You know, when we're at places like this, private private prisons, you know, we don't mm-hmm. we do, we don't uh, we don't have to suffer the the air conditioning oh stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was at my heart goes to yeah, to my brothers. Um, yeah, who are going through that right he's, now? He's uh, but he's he's working that he's working it, man. Uh, he was just. And he comes from a common sense um, 
perspective. So I, I love that man. Um, one more thing, um, if you don't mind. There was a, so the news crew was coming to my unit. Um, I had uh, pro amateur players, European pros coming to play ball. We had a guy from Baylor come when I started a first ever basketball training camp in state of Texas prison, maximum security prison. And these people were coming and it, the very first time they all came at once. Um, all the wardens, all these inmates, everybody's coming to my unit. And and I'm, or, honestly God did it, but it orchestrated this whole thing from prison, from, from cell, from just in prison. And so these people are coming tomorrow. And I'm like, and God, what are you doing, man? I, I'm so overwhelmed. I could have I, I, I could have stopped already because I had experienced a lot of uh, uh, retaliation, you know, certain things from yeah. from promoting what I was promoting. Uh, even you know different, you know, haters. You know how that goes, right? Well, like man, all these people are coming. They want they ain't come to see me. They just can see what God was doing, right? But but I have I'm gonna be in front of them all. I'm like man, God, what do you want me to do? What am I supposed to say? Hey, how you doing? You know. So I went to bed, I prayed that night. I woke up in the middle of the night and I wrote this. I woke, I woke up in the middle of the night and I wrote this. And uh, I wrote down on paper, I read it. And I'm about to tell you, it's about the uh, baby, baby sun dragon. So this baby sun dragon is, uh, gets all its energy from the sun. And it's basking over the green grass and the land, just flying over the green grass. And, basking in the sun a little time goes by and all of a sudden these clouds start forming starts raining a little bit sun dragon's like damn man goes and flies into the little cave waits out for the rain and the clouds go away pops back out man back at it just spreading his little sun dragon wings and basking in the sun and feeling so good and clouds start coming rain comes again so the sun dragon flies back into uh, the cave. It's like, man, I can't take too much of this, and pops back out. Well, man, after a while, it's the, the, the sun, and then the rain, and the clouds, and it got confusing, it's taking away its all energy. The time that the rain lasts for a little bit longer, the baby sun dragon just goes into this dark cave and sits down, and just starts crying. Mama sun dragon comes in, flies in, whoosh, flies in. I said, baby, what, what's wrong? Baby sun dragon says, mom, I can't, I can't take this, man. It's one thing after the other. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the sun, and it's taking, it's taking from me. I, I don't know what to do, mom. And mama sun dragon starts laughing. She smiles and she says, baby, don't you know that the sun is always shining? You just gotta fly a little bit higher and stay above the clouds. And it hit me that rain can come in many forms, whether it's prison, whether it's a problem, whether it's an addiction, whatever the case may be. But if you fly a little bit higher, see God is still good. God is still good. And the sun is still shining. And there was a saying that I, I said, stay above the clouds. Stay above the clouds. When rain comes, man, stay up, stay above the clouds. And uh, that's been, I'm glad, I'm glad I got to share that with you because I'm really talking to myself, you know, and that's that, that's that self-talk we were talking about. 
you know, because rain will, it's destined to come. Yep. I mean, you stay above the clouds, man, you see the sun's still shining. <laughs> so, so good. So, so man, good. that's a... Well, you know what? Um, we got we got your class about to come in here a little bit, and right uh, I felt like the Holy Spirit was just gave me the idea of of, of interviewing just a little minute or two minute I, yeah. shots for these guys. That's awesome uh, to hear, you know what 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 they've learned from the class, mm-hmm. uh, but also you know how they're going to take what they've learned and take it out into the world. And so I can't wait to do that, and we're going to get a few of those guys awesome. on here. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, Chaz. It's been an amazing time. Man, you talking with me, you man. again bless and I uh, can't wait to do maybe the third interview uh, after you make parole hey I like the way <laughs> that sounds big dog I love you man alright man appreciate all you do bud you too brother okay so now we got uh, that was the end of Chaz's interview but now we got the inmates that were in the class and most of these guys are out now um, it's been a couple of months since we've, we've interviewed but um, most of these guys are out now I think there's one that may still be getting out this month, but uh, I just wanted you to hear their excitement and their voice, what they've learned from the class and what their plans are when they get out. And uh, I think one, one of them, one of them's already contacted me. So, so that's cool. I can't wait for the rest. All right. So here's the, here's those little shout out interviews. Hey man, uh, what's your name? Jordan. Leo Jordan. Ortega. Welcome yes, to sir. background check podcast. Yes, hey sir. man, what are you getting out of this class? Um, that you're going to be able to take out in the real world. First of all, when you get out? I get out here in September. Congratulations. So just weeks away, huh? Yes, sir. Congratulations. So tell me something you've learned being in this class with Chaz that you're going to be able to take out in the world and how you're going to apply it to the world. Well, I think the first thing is uh, to give God all the honor and glory. Amen. And that uh, to be a discipleship and to put others first and to understand that, you know, turning your mess into a message is the main thing, you know, how... I think that's the perfect definition of what God did. You know, Jesus Christ is that, you know, when he came to the world, it was meant to be a mess, but he turned it into a message. So good, so good. You know, the one thing I know about you, dude, is last time I was here, I learned uh, something about your story. Yes, sir. That you lost your mother? My wife. Your wife. Yes, sir. While you were on the phone with her? Yes, sir, my wife. Tell Uh, that story just real quick. um, I got here March 21st, and March 27th, I was on the phone with my wife, and my wife committed suicide while I was talking to her on the phone. And uh, it was a low blow, but I just believe that everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I just believe that the testimony is just gonna be part of it that, you know, now you understand that people are going through things that you might not know what they're going through right in front of your face. And, you know, it's very important to, you know, always personalize your relationship with people and don't ever take them for granted, you know? So good. But. You know, yeah, it was a low blow, but I know that God had it for a reason. And it just, I had the perfect people around me when it happened. You know, I got my bro here that, you know, uplifted me and still uplifted me and keeping me here. And, you know, it's all part of just now giving back to the message. So awesome. Awesome. All right, man. I'm proud of you. Yes, sir. And when you get out, yes, sir. uh, Look us up. I will. And um, go Spurs go, right? Yes, sir. sir. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Mass fan for life right here. But but I'm a little bit of Spurs fan because Chaz gave me that net. Thank you for your time, Jordan. All right. Yes, sir. Ron. Yeah. Scoot up to the mic. Welcome to Background Check Podcast. Background Check Podcast. Yeah. I can't do a full background check on you right now. Okay. But what I want to know is what have you learned in this class that you're taking? uh, And you're about to get out, right? Yes, I am. When? 
uh, October. Oh, early. sweet. Just a couple months. Yeah. What have you learned in this class that you're going to be able to take out in the real world with you and apply that to your life? Five words. Just do the right thing. That's so good. Just do the right thing. Yeah. You don't have to be the sharpest tack in the box to do the right thing. That's it. That's so good. And it's real simple. How long have you done? I did 19 calendar years on Ellis. And I got out, and I was out 11 years, 6 months, and 17 days, and got a DWI here. All right. When you coming back? No, I'm not. not good. I, good. Yeah, I might come back like you. Yeah, there you go. All you got to do is what? You got to wait 18 months. No. Do the right Just thing. Just do the right thing. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Just do the right thing. Exactly. So Say it one more time. Say it. So easy. It's, it's easy, but we make it hard, right? Yeah, we do. We awesome. do. Yeah. Good talking to you, man. God bless you. All right. What's your name? Michael Bunting. Michael, welcome to Background Check Podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Tell me what you've learned in this class and, uh, and how you're going to use it when you get out in the world. Wait, wait, wait. How long before you get out? 33 days. 33 days a month, bro. How long you been in? 13 years, nine months. Man, where are you going? Uh, Houston, Texas. Okay, H-Town. All right, 30 days. What have you learned in this class that you're going to be able to take out in the world with you and apply out there? Opportunity is everything. Ooh. What if you're not ready when opportunity comes knocking? You've got to have determination. You can't give up. So stay prepared. Stay prepared. Have a, not always just a plan, but you've got to stick to the basics. You've got to do your homework. What are the basics? The basics in this class have been determination, motivation, grit, vision, so Perseverance. Good. I've learned a lot with Mr. Roberts. That's Mr. awesome. Well, good, good. Um, thank you so much, man. Uh, look us up when you get out. Forgiven felons. All right. Yes, sir. Thank look you. us up. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Eric. How you doing? Good. What's your name? Robert. Robert, welcome Butler. to Background Check Podcast. Good to see you again, man. Thank you, man. Good to yeah, see you yeah, again. Yeah. Hey, what I wanted to know is, first of all, when you getting out? I'm getting out August 24th. Yeah. Just a couple weeks, yeah. bro. Are you excited? <laughs> man, I'm blessed. How long have you been in? 13 years. Ooh, man. Where yeah. are you going? Houston, Texas. All right, H-Town. Yeah. Get ready, H-Town. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Here comes the world I'm ready. changer. Yes, it's coming. So what have you learned in this class called Pillars that you're going to be able to take with you out in the world? Well, in this class, as I've been here, man, I learned how to be a, a team player, learned how to be my own man, learned how to be a guard friend, man, and I learned how to be a man that'll help anybody that needs help. So good. Now, is, is that not who you used to be? You weren't you always I, like that? I mean, I mean, it, it took some time for me to get to where I'm at. I, I was always a team player, but I was more on the standpoint to where if it didn't benefit me, I didn't do it. Yeah. So now I had to learn the hard way to grow from where I used to be to be a better me that I am now to where Man, I, I help so anybody. Good. That's so good. You know what I'm saying? So that's the good part about you me. You going out to family? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, yes, sir. What do you got out there? Well, I got a job. I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a car. I got a house. So, I mean, I got everything lined up for me. I just got to get out of so here. So good, man. I got, I got several jobs lined up. It's just what I want to do when I get out. Yeah, there you go. So I got good opportunities. Well, I know some inmates that have just gotten out in Houston that don't have a job. Okay, so I'll lend that. I'll give, I'll give one of them the jobs that you I'll ain't going to take. I'll reach out to them. I'll reach out to them. I'll do All that, All right, man. Thank you. Nice Thank to you, meet man. you, Thank Robert. you, Mr. G. Come on. How's it going? Good. How are right, you? Get, get as close as I am. There you go. Okay. There you go. What's your name? Dylan Pearson. Dylan. Where are you from? 
I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth. Uh, when you getting out? Uh, 32 days. Okay, about a month. You going back to Fort Worth? Yes, sir. Awesome, awesome. Dylan, uh, I saw him present something to you last time, right? Yeah. So didn't you kind of, you were like one of the graduates last month, last time I was there, right? So you're about to get out. What have you learned in this class, on this unit, um, that you're going to be able to take with you out of the world and apply it to your life out there? Um, I'd say one of the, big, the biggest things is uh, positive vibes, man. You got to stay positive, and especially in an environment like this and in, in negative circumstances. And uh, influence, definitely influence. Yeah. So what are you going to do when you get out there and negative comes to you out there? Persevere, just like I've been doing the past oh. seven years. Okay. So you've been locked up seven years. Seven years, yeah. All right. You ready to go home? Yes, sir. All right, man. Nice to meet you, Dylan, and I'm proud of you. And, uh, hey, you. we're Thank in you. Dallas, so look us up when you get out. Right? Oh, yeah, definitely. We're All definitely right, going to go have dinner or something. Nice to meet you, bro. All right, brother. Uh, what's your name? Jacob Howe. Jacob. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? How long doing? you been in uh, locked up? Uh, this time, 37 months on a violation. Okay, that's not too long. How long were you locked up the first time? Seven and a half years. All right, and you liked it so much that you came back? No, actually, that's not the case. Okay. But you know, one wrong step in the left direction yeah. becomes a new normal. So. Okay, so you're about to get out, right? Yes, sir. How long? Uh, 38 days. All right, a little over a month. What have you learned in this class that will help you not make that that one wrong step like you did last well, time? Well, when I first got out, I tried to distance myself from anybody I experienced my incarceration with, and I feel like that was a mistake because it let me forget where I came from, yeah. all the struggles and, and trials that I went through to get to who I am now. And I can honestly say I'm a better person today for all the stuff I've been through. You know, incarceration teaches you how to uh, – overcome struggles and to deal with things like losing people. I've lot, a lot, lost a lot of people since I've been down. And uh, when you lose people, you learn to appreciate the ones that are right in front of you more, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's good. So, you know, I, I, I've been out 16 and a half years and some of my best friends out on the outside are people I locked, I was locked up with. Yes, some sir. of the guys were even in my wedding. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes the people you meet in here, are good connections to keep even when you get out there. Where, right. you, where are you prolling to? New Braunfels. New Braunfels. Okay. All right. Well, look us up when you get out, man. Go to my website, forgivenfellows.org. Yes, sir. Will do. Grab my cell phone number off there. Okay. And uh, and I'm proud of you, man. All right. Proud Thank you, you, sir. Thanks. Perfect. What's your name? Guy Hooper. Guy? Yeah, I go by Craig, my middle name, though. My brother-in-law's name is Guy. That's awesome. All right. Welcome to Background Check Podcast. I'm glad to be here. We're going to do a background check on you. Ready? Yes, sir. How long have you been locked up? 15 years. 15. When are you going home? 33 days. Ooh, a little over a month. You ready? Um, I'm so ready. What, um, where are you going to? I'm going to Corpus Christi. Nueces County. Never been there. Never so been there? Fresh start, fresh oh, place. Okay. All right. Who are you going there with? I'm going to a halfway house. All right. What's the name of it? Uh, Core Civic. Okay. I know exactly where, who that is. So, all right. Good, good, good. Well, um, tell me something you've learned in this class. I've learned that you think well that you think you can take with you out there in the world and apply to your life out there. Uh, I've learned, uh, you know, how to to get through things. You know, I, I've learned that you know not only in this class but throughout my time. You know, to to just put all my faith in God and, and, and He's going to make a way. You know, uh, I've learned the uh, uh, power of you know just being a, a faithful person 
and and, and just believing that, that and having hope. Yeah. That you know that that I'll never fail. You said 13 years you've been locked 15. up. 15. Um, how long was your sentence? I have a 10-year sentence and a 25-year sentence. A stack. Okay. All right. And you did 15 of of those. All right. Well, proud of you, man. Appreciate it. I'm proud of you. You got family out there. I do, but they're still out they're there not. doing the same things they yeah. were doing. Okay, you know. well, good. Stay away from them. Then. Yeah, that's that's why I'm staying in Texas. Well, I'm proud of you, and uh, you stay strong, and uh, go to ForgivenFelons.org when you get out and look us up, all right? I will. All right, man. Thanks Appreciate for your time, bro. Yeah, thank you. God bless you. All right, what's your name? My name is uh, Edward Rotan. Edward. You were here last time I was mm-hmm. here. You uh, got a certificate of participation, I think. I think I'm getting one uh, tonight. Oh, I think so. you didn't get one last time? Mm-mm. I feel like you went up there for something last time. I was a couple of weeks shy. Were you? Okay. Yeah. Well, were you taking pictures? I felt uh, like you were doing something last time I was here. I think what I missed. What were mi- you doing? I missed. I, uh, I, I missed the pictures. I had to go to the restroom. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, I won't tonight, though. I learned from that mistake. There you go. So tell me something. First of all, how long have you been locked up? Uh, coming up on five years. Five years? Okay. Short timer. Uh, like me, I was a short timer. Um, when are you getting out? September 12th. Okay, getting close, bud. I'm excited. What have you learned in this class, Pillars, um, that you, you didn't already know, and, and, and what is it that you can take out to the real world? So I have a job lined up um, with a family friend uh, in sales when I get out, and we, we have an internship program during the summers for kids that are coming out of, coming out of high school or in, or in college. Um, their first taste at professional world before they go off to school and want to figure out what they're doing yeah. so i'm going to use my my, me, my my mess as a message awesome and be a guest speaker in our internship program every summer we so we have like guest speakers like sports agents and businessmen and stuff that come and speak to the guys that's and great so i'll be turning your mess into yeah, a message absolutely. i love it you know what you were one of the ones i hung out with after yes. until count cleared right that's why i remember you so much all right Man, it was nice meeting you, bro. It was nice to meet and, you, too. Uh, proud of you. Look us up when you get out, okay? Absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right, man. Bye-bye. All right. All right. That wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, don't forget, if you need uh, your roof looked at, call uh, Joe uh, over there at Clarity Roofing and Solar. Um, and then if you uh, want to buy, you want to shop and donate to Forgiven Felons, go to DVTD. DVTD. It's the word devoted without the vowels. Uh, .com. And uh, anything you purchase on there, they give to they give a portion of to forgiven felons. So thank you for listening. Listen, um, like he said, stay above the clouds. Stay above the clouds. No matter what's going on in your life, you have the ability to stay above the clouds. And I know what he's talking about when I'm flying an airplane, and we're flying through clouds in a storm, and then we get above the storm, and it's calm. It's calm. It's actually bright. Okay, and then we're looking down on the storm. And so keep your head above the clouds. And um, and I just want to say thank you again. Let's lift up let's lift up Chaz. Um, let's lift up Chaz and the program and that unit and everybody else. Father in Jesus' name, thank you for this opportunity, for this platform you've given us, Lord. Thank you for everyone who listens out here on the outside, but thank you who, to all who listen all across the nation behind bars. Be with them today. Be with them today. Lord, that person that's thinking about taking their own life, save them right now. We rebuke the spirit of death in Jesus' name. 
We rebuke the spirit of suicide in Jesus' name. You do have hope. You do have a future. You are loved. Lord, intervene right now. Intervene right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we lift up Chaz and that class. The impact it's having is, I mean, we won't even be able to see the 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 full impact of it till we get to heaven but lord i thank you for chaz and the effort he puts in to seeing these guys grow in you and grow and and and, and just be the person that that you called them to be on the outside lord touch them lord Corey, Corey in uh in laporte texas who's already out lord bless him lord bless him in jesus name Lord, I thank you for Warden Luna and the Kyle unit. I just lift them up to you. I ask that you bless them in their efforts to continue to help these men succeed while they're in, inside so that they can succeed while they're out. And uh, bless the staff. Keep them safe. Keep them whole, healthy, in Jesus' name. And bless the listener, Lord. Bless the listener. And keep blessing Background Check Podcasts like you are, Lord. You keep sending the people. And we'll keep interviewing them and sharing sharing their story and giving you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll see you next week on Background Check Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, And please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum, and this has been Background Check.